Do you know a family looking to enrich their children's Jewish learning? Some families cannot send their children to private Jewish day school. Many Jewish parents today homeschool, but still need a solution that offers their children serious Jewish learning. Kita is the online Jewish classroom for families. Built for Jewish families looking for serious Jewish learning at an affordable price. With Kita, middle school aged children receive three Khan Academy style lessons each week and also participate in a weekly Zoom lesson. Students in Kita this year are learning Chumash Bamidbar, Mishnah Sukkah, and Gemara Brachot. And we're soon starting a new course in Navish Mual Aleph. Students can join some of the courses or all of them. Now is a great time to try our Kita. Don't wait for the fall and lose another half year of critical Torah skills and learning. To learn more about how Kita can help your children grow and thrive in Jewish learning, visit kita.org. That's K-I-T-A-H dot O-R-G. edition of RZ Weekly, a weekly podcast about religious Zionism, modern orthodoxy, and everything in between. My name is Ruben Spolter. I'm here with Harab Johnny Solomon, and Molly Brovsky is out this week. She's out on assignment. At least that's what we're going to say. Um, uh, Johnny, this is our bio. Johnny Solomon is a teacher at Midrash at Lindenbaum, MTVA, and Matan. He's an editor, a virtual rabbi, a Jewish education consultant, a posseg, a writer. Johnny, any new jobs that you've taken on this week or you're still doing only, only those jobs? I told you I may be working on this writing coaching thing and we're also going to be having an episode soon about- Oh, we don't have coach. How have. could you not be, how could you not, oh, a virtual rabbi, but that doesn't really say what you are. But that's within to... that. But okay, we don't need to do this every time. We're good. I know, but it's fun to do because then knows. I get to ask you every time what new thing you We've got doing. these regular listeners. They Johnny, know. have you learned how to woodworking or your play piano? Any new hobbies? No, nothing new. Um, any new hobbies? <laughs> no, no, still sticking to. We've got a few people with COVID in the house. Uh, so, so being do we. a really good uh, chef and uh, food deliverer to the door, I'm doing more of that. Okay. Yeah. I am Ruben Spalter. I'm the head of the Remoning Teacher Training Program and in, in developing educational and professional development at the Herzog College. I am the Shorashim Director at Sohar for English Speaking Countries. I'm the founder and director of Kita.org, the online Jewish classroom for families, and I teach Mishnah Yomit every day via the internet. We have a special guest for us. Today, our topic is Shlichut. Shlichut, I mean, it's untranslatable. So we're going to define and discuss Shlichut specifically in the religious Zionist or the modern Orthodox community in Chutz Laaretz. And as such, we have with us Oded Pe'er. Oded Pe'er was born and raised in Israel. After high school, he learned in Har Bracha, we're not going to talk about Arab Malamid, but that's a really fascinating topic. Okay, he was in Sal and Hezer, he was in Golani. Afterwards, he was a youth coordinator in Yishu Hashmonaim, almost like Chutzlaritz, right? That was probably your first entree into uh, Anglo-Saxon communities. It was like an eye-opener. I, I didn't ask, but I'll have to ask you that. He has a BA in Economics and Business Administration from the Business School of Ariel University. He's been Director of Business Development at a global import and marketing company. In addition to his formal work, Oded studied theater and acting 
and has established a religious playback improv theater. Really? I didn't realize that. What's it called? It's called Ratzova Shov. Um, we, we get the stories and we we act them back to the. No, I know what playback is. Actually, playback is big in Israel. I don't know if if our um, non-Israeli uh, audience has experienced playback. Anyway, before Hishlichut, Oday participated in practical training for rabbis, educators, and spiritual leaders at the diaspora at the Strauss Amiel Institute of Ortar Stone. The Pe'er family, Oded, Eliyah, and their five boys were shlichim in Lower Marion, Pennsylvania. They were high school teachers, ran the local branch of B'nai Akiva and the community. Oded is also the co-founder and director of Clickin' Away, an express shipping website for all small parcel and documents you need to send to and from Israel. Welcome, Oded. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. It's very exciting to be here. Okay. On, well, I mean, what's like, what's you. your day job? Like now, the, of all those things, what's your day job now? My day job now, um, it's it's still work in progress since we got back, but um, basically I'm back to uh, business development. And um, during, uh, well, I'm, I'm not doing business development. I'm back in the you know, uh, improv theater um, at nights. And right now we're starting to build something that will also be part of my day doing improv in uh, in high schools but this is this is still working uh, work in progress See, I'm, Johnny, I'm back it's, to it's not just thing. educators that have three jobs even former shlichim all israelis he does he, he has a website he does business development and he, an improv thing and he he acts at night as well so it might not just be us i think it might might be everybody now you know just today somebody asked me about a position in israel that said full-time and they said, what does it mean? I said, well, it doesn't mean you're only going to do that. <laughs> it means most of your time you'll do this, but obviously you're going to do other things. Okay, anyway, so we so asked Oday to come and speak about shlichut. And I'll just explain the background and the thinking, and then we'll ask you to tell your story. And uh, we'll basically pepper you with questions, you know, any questions that we have. So Sounds we, good. We were thinking of it in this in these terms. I was a, I was a shul rabbi in... in uh, in Oak Park, Michigan, for seven years before I made Aliyah in 2008. Shlichim were a major part of our community. They were the Bnei Akiva Shlichim, uh, the, the school, Yeshivat Akiva at the time. Our children were educated mostly by Shlichim. You know, some really expert educators educated our children. The, the people in charge of, we didn't have Bnei Akiva then. There was a Kolel Torah Mitzion. It, it, it would not be an exaggeration to say that other than the rabbis of the shuls, the rab in the community, more than fifty percent of the of the religious staff, of the religious uh, figures in the community were shlichim from Israel, and so we, we thought to ourselves, you know, this is a phenomenon that we sort of assume just kind of happens and doesn't just kind of happen, but we wanted to sort of understand more about it. What does it mean? Uh, to the shaliach himself or herself, what, what are they experience? What's their experience as part of shlichut? Why do they do it? And then, what does it say about our communities? What can we learn about our communities, and how can our communities sort of grow and think about this idea of having these shlichim, who, on the one hand, are wonderful, dedicated people, but also switch every few years. They're in, they're out. For them, it's a temporary gig, and the community still has to sort of go and keep going with this round robin, this merry-go-round of shlichim that come and go you know, every, every, every few years. So, Oday, thank you so much again for taking the time to be with us. So tell us about your involvement. Why did you decide to go into Shlichut? And then all of you know, and how did you do it? And then we'll go into the, the, the details of the Lower Marion community, what you did there. Oh, yes, I'll start from the, from the beginning. First of all, I'm very happy to be here with you. Um, 
we had a dream, and I say we, my wife and I, we had a dream for um, for many years that we wanted to 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 go on shlichut and 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 connect with 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 a community to go um, to go be uh, to go be in a community and 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 just be um, uh, play a, ma- a major role in a community. This is something that we were we were um, that we were boiling with for. A lot of time. Uh, I was I was raised in Hashmonaim. Um, my my family is is strictly Israeli, but I I was I was raised with uh, a lot of uh, a lot of friends who had actually made Aliyah, and we we knew that 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 the Shtachim had a lot of impact um, in their in their process. Uh, my wife is from she's she's from an American family. She was actually she was born in the United States, and her family made Aliyah when she was uh, three weeks old. She was very young when uh, when they uh, when they made Aliyah, moved to Israel, and and we thought that this is something that we can we can actually you know shine, and and therefore we thought okay this is something we we're we're gonna do. Um, but then we started to do the the regular uh, the tilumi. Um, path. Uh, if it's Yeshivat Esdeh, we got married uh, right before we started college. So we both went on college and then we started um, day jobs and stuff like that. And we thought, and having kids, and we thought this is something that as as we as we get older, this dream of going on Shikhu will just left behind. Um that all changed when um, one time during one of one of the fairs of, of Shlichut, we've met um, um, Rabbi Danny Apple from from Samiel, and um, he introduced us to the to the to the institute, to Samiel Institute, and we decided to to go there. And this is how this is how we ended up going on Shlichut to to Lower Marion. And so you had always wanted to do Shlichut, and then you went to a fair. You, there were fairs here in Israel. Right, the, there are affairs in Israel. All the organizations that that send uh, that send shlichim to everywhere in the world, they uh, they do once in a year, once in, in two years. They have a big fair that they introduce different different um, different programs. Uh, either it's Torah Mitzion, Bnei Akiva. Um, so you're talking um, about the religious institutions. The religious, religious right? Ones. The religious ones, and and so we we took part in one of those one of those fairs, and. Um, and uh, got involved with with, uh, with Strauss Amiel. We, we learned there for um, we participated one year, and then um, and then actually we we went on the plane and, and went on shlichut. So when you told your friends, yeah, we're 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 you know we're spending the next year. It's a, it's one day a week. I, I worked in Amiel, so I'm familiar. That's how I know Ode. That's how we became connected because I was working in another branch, and I would see him every now and then. Um, so when you told your friends, yeah, we're studying, we're preparing for the year in order to go on shlichut. Which means taking ourselves and our kids to some community somewhere in the world. You didn't know at the time where you were going to go. I didn't know. What did your friends say about that? What was the what was their attitude? I, I think you can you can split it to to two. Um, some of my friends were wow, this is this is also my dream, and um, but they're like this is also my dream, but it will never happen because oh I have too many kids. Oh my English is not that good. Um, oh I'm not a teacher on. All different levels, but some of them would say, "Wow, this is like th- this is a dream. You're living the dream. It's amazing." And um, and some of my friends said, are you, are "You're out of your mind. <laughs> what are you doing in the middle of that? You, you're gonna take you're gonna take your." Um, oh, we had we had four kids back at the time. 
you're going to take your kids. Um, you're going to you're going to just pause your careers. You're going to stop everything, and you're going to and you, you don't even know where you're going to go. I just I just knew you. I'm, I'm by by the end of this year or the next year, where you're going on shlichut. We didn't even know where. Sounds like Aliyah, doesn't it, Johnny? <laughs> like half the people say. Well, you know, I, I'm thinking most people who do shlichut, at least according to the shall we call it textbook, and I want to really understand, maybe I've misread that textbook, I don't know if there even is a textbook, is that they go when they're generally much younger, when they're a little bit more flexible, when they haven't set down roots. But by this point, you're saying that you had four children, you know, you'd already made significant progress in the projects and in the industry that you're working with. And yeah, this this huge unknown of being sent for, for a relatively short amount of time, where you'd know that you're going to meet people, but then also have to leave them. Um, I mean, what you, you sound as if this was really rooted in an uh, idealistic dream, a vision, a desire to make a difference, which is really extraordinary. But, you know, was it just the vision and the dream, or were there other factors, or in, in terms of some of your other peers, not just yourself or dead, but others? Why do people do shlichut? I mean, are all really saying, I really want to make a difference in diaspora communities, or are there other factors at play? I can speak for myself, but from things that I, I hear from from other people, there are also other other aspects. I don't know if there are other aspects or actually the, uh, I would say the motive that pushed people to actually go on shlichut, or are there what we say... Um, um, excuses or, um, I don't know, okay, if, if a family wants to go, oh, I want to improve my English, um, go to Berlitz, okay, go to a different <laughs> school. I mean, there, there are other ways to, to, to improve your English. Um, I, I, I actually, I, I didn't speak English. I learned English before I even went on Shlichud. Um, and... Um, and Wait, you learned kids, English to go on Shlichud? You grew up in Hashemunayim. You didn't know English I, from Hashemunayim? I was I was the Israeli in Hashmonaim. I uh, I actually when I, when I got married I got married to to an um, as a semi-American family. My my mother-in-law she's Israeli that that uh, went to America. But did your wife father, speak English at home or she spoke Hebrew? She she spoke um, she spoke Hebrew to her mother and English to her father. Ah, okay. Her father made Aliyah thirty something uh, years ago when and he didn't speak any 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 Hebrew. When we, when we got married, he told me, you either teach me Hebrew or I'll teach you English. So to him, deal. And he, he, ta- he taught me English. Uh, luckily, he was, he wasn't, he's, he's uh, until today, he's an English, uh, um, a, a business English teacher. So it was, it was easier for him to teach me. But if, if I'm getting back to the, to the question. A lot of people can go from, um, from, from different arguments. Um, I remember many, many years ago, people used to go on, uh, on to different places and, and they said, okay, we're, I'm going to come back and I'll, I'm going to have the, uh, the down payment for my, uh, for my house. Um, for us, it wasn't the case. Um, we, were, we were already, as, as Rabbi Jani said, we were, already, we were pretty established with, with, with jobs, homes, our, our home and, and so it wasn't it wasn't that thing that that pushed us. I think that for for us as a family, we felt we felt that our day jobs and and the way the way we lived was we didn't really I don't know live it to, to 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 the to the fullest. I don't know how to uh, um, uh, put it in words, but we felt like if we're gonna go on shlichut, this is something that will that will take our strengths and and. We will be able to um, 
to, to actually make make a good impact. That was that was the, the thing that that um, that pushed us. Wait, so you I, went. I, I, so you went to out of idealism. Did you make any money? We was it worth it financially, or it, it was worth it. It was worth it financially. Yes, we were we were able uh, we were able to, to save some. Um, we were also during during breaks we were able to. Uh, to to go and you know see beautiful places and uh, we went uh, traveling. You did the family. You did the family trip that my family never did. You drove around the country. We drove around the country. We luckily we had uh, we had COVID, so we had a uh, we we just. Oh. We, so you we taught from just, home. I mean, I, I will, we'll talk about that, but you know that's a very well, that's a yeah, that's well, a tremendous. We, but you know what? Oh my God! Whilst you're describing things, I did. I want to ask you, as somebody who was born and raised here, what do you think of this concept called Sunday? You see, this is a thing that Olim still struggled to. To this day, with. I'm still waiting for them to do Sunday. And Sunday God. is a work day. You went there and you had this kind of gift of a day that was not a proper work day. You probably went in the community. You were doing things on no, the Sunday. Don't anyway. ask him that. But ask him now. Do you miss Sunday now? Ask him that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I have a very I have a very, I have a very interesting answer for that. Um, by the time that we were the uh, towards the end of our shlichut. We said, okay, when are those Sundays going to end? Because we were out of ideas, and uh, <laughs> at the beginning it was. Oh, you mean the beginning of was, young kids? Because of your kids, you had to entertain yeah, them. Yeah, well, right. The beginning was amazing. We used to we used to go hiking, and and every every nice Sunday we used to go there, and we used to go we used to go uh, uh, d- different parks and 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 do great stuff. It was it was a lot of fun, a lot of family fun time. But and then we realized we missed Fridays in Israel. Friday Friday morning oh, oh. with when you, with your spouse you sit in a nice uh, in a right. nice coffee and kids coffee and kids place. at school the kids are at school and kids at school right? <laughs> uh, I hope my kids are not listening for this but um, it was it, but towards the end it was starting to get a little a little rough I I, I don't want to say I don't I, I now I miss Sundays sometimes yes but. Um, We'll see. You know, there's a there's a joke in Israel that uh, okay, we should we should start uh, we should start a, a five day uh, a five day business week, and we say uh, let's, not, let's not go so fast. Let's start with th- uh, three. Start with three. So, uh, yeah. So uh, I, I, I I'm okay with with the system here now. Uh, That's fascinating. I didn't expect that. You know. Okay. So now you got to you did interviews. How did you end up at Laura Marion? Who set it up? Strauss set it up. They they placed you. Or you had a number of choices. Let's move. I want to move along because we're going to run out of time. Right. So um, Strauss set it up. They set it up uh, with uh, with with different interviews. Um, at, at that point in the, um, uh, during the year, I would say it was around this uh, around uh, February, something like that. We were starting to look into places, but by that time, we already knew we were going to we were expecting um, uh, our uh, fifth uh, child, and that made things a little more complicated because of. Um, uh, a, a lot of places, just, just a lot of communities, just can't afford um, uh, such a big, such a big family. So, uh, and was your wife down... expecting to work as well? I mean, both of you were going to work in the community. Is that is that true? She taught, or you just you taught? What, what, who did what? We she she was the main teacher because she was she was actual teacher. She, she holds, she's a teacher she holds, by training. Right, right. She she holds she, uh, uh, she has she has she has master in in uh, uh, education. She's she's the teacher. Ah. Uh, I, I'm the plus one. I I, I went along with it. Um, she was she was the teacher. Um, we 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 ended up going to Lauren Marion with a few interviews. Uh, Strauss set it up. Um, we had a few meetings with um, 
um, with uh, with the school and I think it was Skype back then before Zoom uh, uh, entered our lives. And um, and then we, we finalized a, a very interesting uh, contract that on one hand, we didn't only work for the school. It was um, a very, um, a very holistic, I would say. It's something that, that really um, wrapped us together with doing school and working for uh, the local branch of an Akiva. And that actually, that actually made it happen. Those working um, in those two, under those two um, segments. So she and worked in the school, and you were the Bnei Akiva, or she worked. She 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 was hundred percent working in school, and I my my portion was I worked uh, say 75 percent, and uh, both of us did Bnei Akiva. So from what I understand, right? So bringing a shaliach is a tremendous investment from the community. So they have to find. Um, they find multiple organizations to put in the pot. Yeah, hundred like percent. It it's it's uh, it, it takes uh, it, it takes people to be very much engaged and, and want this in order to, to make it happen. It's it's not only the school, uh, the school the school plays major major uh, part in this, and that's actually that's that's that's. That, that's the base, I and mean, I know that, that different different places, if shlichim that, that you knew when uh, growing up in, in in America, they there has to be a one establishment that actually they they work for, and then and then if if you can if you can add more organizations to it, that that actually can make it can make it work and and, and be a sustainable uh, thing. Which means that shlichut really no, only good, works sorry. in in America in larger communities. That have enough wherewithal to, to have that those organizations. Meaning, if you're in a smaller community, you might need the shliach more, but you, but you don't have the resources. You don't have the bnei akiva and the school and the shul youth director and whatever that will that will allow that to happen. It's just not there's not enough resources for that for that to happen. Sadly, this is, this is true. There, there are solutions for that as well, but you're not going to be able to get, I would say, a family. Well, established family it will be usually uh, younger people, someone post army or something like that. That is a little, um, it's a little lighter on on the budget, but one hundred percent it takes right. it takes a village, it takes a lot of people to to actually well, make it happen. What I want to say is, sorry, uh, apologies, uh, Dodd, for speaking above you. What I was going to say is, it, just thinking about it from the community perspective, what that can mean is the shaliach becomes the glue that binds different organizations together which may well be nearby one another, but oftentimes are working parallel but not necessarily with one another. So you could have Bnei Akiva in a school, and of course there's lots of cross-fertilization, but perhaps they may not have so many people, human resources, which are working on both establishments. The Shaliach actually could be a bridge, uh, meaning just on a purely um, logistical level and uh, communal level, the Shlichim can perhaps do a lot to bring communities closer together and institutions within communities closer If together. the world was an ideal world, or they could be the rope between a tug of war between different institutions and the community. So we'll ask, we'll ask. This is you and me and how we see the world. No, I don't yeah. think it's how we see the world. I would rather ask, I'd rather ask, oh, yeah, you're right. Are, are the shliach the glue or are the shliach the rope between the, between the different institutions? It's, hundred uh, percent. That's 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 a very that's a very uh, a tricky question. It depends a lot on the. It depends a lot on the shaliach. It depends a lot on the, on on on, on, on the community itself. It can it can be a glue and it can be a um, you know stepping on uh, stepping on toes. You you need to you need to you need to always remember um, who you work for, and this is this is this is very important. Who you work for, and then. 
and then make sure that that the the interests are being are being fulfilled and then i i think in, in if everything is as clear as you can get it before i think that can actually become a glue otherwise it can be it, it can be it can be difficult it can bring difficulties um Okay, let's take a break. I want to. We, we talked a lot about technical things. I want to go into after our break into a little bit more of the mahout of the experience of what what it was like and how you felt that you made an impact and how you didn't make an impact and and how you perceived yourself from the community itself. We'll be back with Oded Peer uh, right after this. Stay with us. Shalom. This is Rav Johnny Solomon. And I would like to tell you about the services that I provide to men and women around the world. Firstly, if you have a she'ila, a halachic query or a halachic topic you would like to learn more about as it applies to your life, and you feel that you don't have a rav with whom you can discuss this question, I offer online halachic consultations. Secondly, if you have some theological or spiritual query, or if you're in need of some chizuk, I provide spiritual coaching. And lastly, if you'd like to learn about a particular Torah topic, I offer one-to-one learning. For each of these services, you can book an appointment for a small fee at my website, rabbijohnnysolomon.com, which seamlessly, with the magic of Calendly, then appears in my online calendar. And within a few minutes, you'll receive a message with a Zoom link. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to talking with you. Okay, we're back. Oded, you got to the community. Well, you were in COVID, so it's really hard to judge. You were like two years of COVID. I can't, I can't even like imagine what it's like trying to be a shaliach and try to have B'nai Akiva P'ilut over Zoom. So let's think before COVID started, what, you had a half a year maybe before? Two, no, you were there for three years, right? So, so we, were there for, we were there for three years. We were there for, uh, we had a year and a half. And it was, it was hard. <laughs> So what what happens in in how long in, till in, you really how long were you there until you really felt okay now I get what I'm supposed to do how long did that take and just and, and you had a baby just before you answer that right, right. I, I would like to know the ages of your in fact I would like to know all your ages yourself your age your wife's age if you're happy to share and the ages of your children when you went on shlichut especially the the eldest child how old was your eldest child when you did okay this? when we arrived on shlichut I was 35 my wife was 32. My my oldest was in the it was starting fifth grade. I had a wow, they're old kids. They're older kids. How did Pre- they? Yes. Did you ask them before you went? I mean, like nine, ten year olds. We right? did. It was a yeah. We had a, we had a ten year old who celebrated his bar mitzvah weeks before a few weeks before we we took off, and uh, we took off back from from uh, from from the states. We had a we had a ten year old, um, a nine year old, a six year old. A, th- a three-year-old and uh, three weeks old, three and a half weeks old. So um, we had a we had a newborn. Wow. We had a and we had a um, a ten-year-old. So we had a. Um, um, it, it was challenging. We we. Your hands full. I'm sorry. That's... You had your hands. Oh my God! Yeah, geez. Before you had to do anything in the community, you first had to get your kids settled and your family settled. We we were very fortunate to get to a very welcoming community it was the just arriving in the community everything was they, they set everything for us we, f- we felt at home 
the, the, the moment we, 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 we set foot in Philadelphia, it was, uh, th- that experience was... You, you probably was, didn't have a Shabbat meal at home for, if you had chosen, you wouldn't have had a Shabbat meal at home for a number of months. We, I think, on Adar was the first time we actually uh, made food for, <laughs> for ourselves. We, we had, we had a, this is the first time I, I was introduced with the, with the meal train. And uh, we had meal train in the beginning, and then we were just eating at, at people's house. We had a year of of uh, of an um, unbelievable learning curve. It's when I, I grew up in Hashmonaim, so I said I, I told to myself I, I know um, I know Anglo's, I know I, I understand uh, America. I, I didn't understand. <laughs> Only when I got there, I understood. I didn't understand anything, and we started we started just learning and. Um, we started learning. For me, it was a new experience uh, to, to learn how to teach in uh, in high school. It was everything was everything was new. Everything. Can you explain a little more? What do you what do you mean by that? If, if you could think about it, what do you mean by how to teach? I mean, you're teaching Gemara is Gemara or Mishnah is Mishnah or whatever. What do you right, mean so by learning? What do you mean? I'm curious how you you perceived it. At the at the beginning, I thought, okay, this is this is easy. I I I spent a lot of time in Hesar Yeshiva. I know how to learn Gemara. I know how to learn Halacha. And but teaching is is a different thing. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna be this this cool rabbi that that I don't know that doesn't test his students. That doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work. That you have to test them. It doesn't make you cool. It just makes you uh, makes your student just un incapable uh, of. of 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 doing things right, and that, that that was part of my um part of my 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 learning. We 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 were very fortunate to be part of part of the Star Samuel Shlichut program, and and we were preparing to the unknown, and we were also we we got a lot of a lot of um uh, we were equipped with with uh, with with different with, with tools and knowledge, um how to do it, and and that helped us go through it. The thing with COVID that you mentioned before. But before we get to COVID, and still with all that, you said the first year was a big learning. The whole year was a learning curve for you. No, I would say the first first six months was 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 pretty um, steep on 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 the on the learning curve, and then um, then it got a little a little easier. A lot and of it. How much of that is learning the people? Also, just getting to know the people in the community because that's so much of the work. Just knowing people. Yeah, and knowing people. Um, Working on on being on uh, kiddush, right? Kiddush after 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 davening. That was that was uh, part of part of the part of the job. You finish you finish davening, and then you're gonna you're gonna be the first one in kiddush. You're gonna be the last one to close the doors because that's a lot of your a lot of your work. You need to. Uh, um, Sounds you, like the rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> but when you when you know you get to a community to to a specific amount of time, you want to you want to make the you want to make the best of it. You you want to make sure that that. That you're gonna eat beer for three years. Let's let's make let's let, let's let's do it. It's not like oh, I'm gonna be here for a few years. I don't know. Oh, you know, it. I wanted to explore that. I'd actually just written down on on a piece of paper in front of me a few things where there are, I would say, radical differences in the Jewish experience between living in Israel and living in the diaspora. And I want to pick out three things. Number one is the role of the shul. Uh, I think people think of shul. You mentioned Kiddush, right? Very differently to how people think of Shul, associate with the synagogue here. That's point number one. Point number two is just in terms of food, you know, even in the states where there's a lot of kosher food accessible, still you have to consider, 
you know, where pl are places that can go with much more limited range in terms of going out for, a, a, you know, a bite to eat uh, on a Friday morning, for that matter, than necessarily you'd have where you're living now in Modi'in or beforehand in Hashmonaim. And also in how people see Israel from there versus how, of course, you know Israel from here. So as an Israeli, were you surprised about the diaspora Jewish experience based in their perspective where the shul has a different uh, role in Jewish life, meaning it's not just a place you pray, but often it's a community hub in terms of kind of available resources, food and other things as well, in terms of how people see Israel differently. Did that surprise you? You know, did you learn things or were you taken aback by how you thought a Jew in the diaspora might live in a certain way and came to realize they live slightly differently and there are goods and of course there are challenges too of course of course it's uh when i when i first got to to the shul and you know in, in israel you have, you have a you have a gabai and there there's there's an office with a whole operation i was at the beginning i was i won't say i was i was surprised i was just with with a lot of um i'll say awe and 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 it's it's it was so different from 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 what I was used to, and just okay, I'm gonna go to shul. Okay, Davin, come back, and um, and all of a sudden, it's it's um, it's a community. So for me, as someone that grew up in a shuv, I just told myself, okay, this is just don't think about it as a shuv. Think about it as a as a shul. Just think about it as a as a as a shuv, as a community, as someone that, that actually runs the yeah. um, runs this this small shuv that 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 is called. Uh, the synagogue. If you think about how many things that the Matnas does that are done in the shul in Israel, there's a lot of parallels to that. There's a, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of similarities. It's uh, wait, um, just for our listeners, explain what a Matnas is. It's hard to like. It's, it's like the JCC almost. It's like the Jewish Community right. Center, but it's more right. than that. It's um, yeah. I I worked for uh, as a Matnas as a youth coordinator. It helped me helped me understand the role and. Um, and it's 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 very much different than than life in Israel. The interesting thing is that at the beginning you you said to yourself as a shaliach, I will never get used to this, right? It's 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 so different. It's so new. I'm I'm not gonna get used to this. I'm not gonna get used to the to the okay. To, as you said before, the, the the choices of restaurants or the way that the I don't know the uh, even get. Getting cell phones or uh, um, health insurance and stuff like that, and then you realize at the end of the three years, and you come back to Israel, and then wait a second, how does it work here in Israel? Oh, I'm, I'm used to the whole different system. Oh, oh, it doesn't work here like this. It's uh, you, you get it, it's amazing how as a, as a, as a shaliach, and you know you, you're gonna go there for three years, and then and then again you're you just you get used to things, and and when you come back, everything is suddenly suddenly new here in Israel for me. Okay, mm. I, I want to turn to your shlichut. What were you and your wife, and obviously your wife's not with us, um, what were your goals when you went on shlichut? And now looking back, do you think you've achieved them? What, what, what did you go the, for? You said you want to go on shlichut. Why did you want to go? That's, I think, that's a number one question that, that every shaliach needs to ask himself is, okay, what do you want to do there? And everybody will say this, 
pretty much the same thing. They'll say, I will, I want to make an impact. And if you go as a from from a Tzioni uh, organization, you'll, you're going to hear, I want to connect them to Israel. You're going to hear those words. The problem with with those words, and we we had we we, we had the same problem. We we said the same things. The problem with those words that they're not you can't measure them. And if you can't measure them, you 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 can't see success, you can't you can't be happy, you can't correct yourself. And we found ourselves after learning and understanding how things work, we found ourselves setting goals. And sometimes when you set goals, it's it's a little uh, it's a little annoying because you say, okay, we you work in education. Wait, what kind and, of goals? Explain your goals. Concrete okay, goals. I'll, I'll explain we had a goals Okay, with with Bnei Akiva, we said okay, we want to get to a certain amount of uh, certain number of kids that will participate in in our weekly in our weekly program. We want an, a set number of of madrichim that will come on um, on a certain Shabbaton. We want um, and, and in school we had different we had different uh, different goals. We had a we had a goal that something that we we just we, once we put this goal in front of our uh, in front of ourselves, it was it was. It was something that we could, you know, was that like the women to me? Okay, this is what I'm going to do. And we had, I was teaching. And uh, these wife. are your goals. You you decided. You and your wife said, "This isn't working for us. We need we need specific goals because otherwise we have no idea." Or the community came to you. How did that work? The community came to us and said, "Okay, we we um, with." Okay, with with Benakiva, yes, it's something from from the community because they they were asking, okay, how many kids do we have? How many? How do you bring more kids? And this is this is something, of course, the community because we're um, we're putting a lot of effort in Benakiva. We need to cater to as many people as we can. So this is this is a, and and that by the way, this is this is easier when someone sets the goal for you. It's easier. We were doing the fine the fine tuning and and and, and working on the working on the, the the exact numbers and setting the exact goal. And but in school, this is something that came with us. Okay, we said okay, we want to connect to Israel, and we said okay, we're t- both my wife and I were teaching the same class of 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 junior and seniors, and we happened to have the same the same students. Uh, my wife was was teaching them uh, Tanakh, I was teaching them Gemara, and we are together. We had a lot of hours with them, and we said okay, what are what's the, our goal was to make. The, the juniors interested in, in the gap here in Israel, some of the students that weren't so involved, and uh, and with the seniors was was to was to help them get to the understanding that that gap year this is the right thing for them. Um, so this is this is something that that we set. It's 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 an easy it's it's a goal that you can you can measure. Okay, you can get to the end of the year and see. Okay, did we have kids that go on gap year? We didn't have. Um, so is the, the school years. aware that this was a goal you set for yourself? Interestingly, uh, um, I, I mean I now they're listening and they're like, uh, we didn't ask him to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we actually this is this is something that that came up um, on our on, on you know the the the, the sync uh, conversation I had with my with my with my managers. I remember talking on, about one of one of the students and my. Um, my uh, my director said, "Okay, well, what do you think about this student? Do you think we should we should leave him in in we we had three levels of Gemara, so should we leave him in this uh, in this level of Gemara, or should we should we bump him up?" And I I remember speaking uh, with her and saying that that I think that even though maybe he's not 100% suitable to the to the higher level, I think this is something that will he will be in the environment with the with the students that are that are 
dealing with going uh, to gap year in Israel. And this is something that actually, like he, he'll be, you know, he'll speak the language of, of, of going to, uh, to Yeshiva. And, and she, we were on the same page. So then they they were I mean they knew they they knew they that knew, part of your goal knew. was connected we're, to Israel. We're we're pretty open with our as I said we 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 come for three years we come we, as Bnei Akiva Shlichim we're Zionists we want them to be uh, we we weren't shy to talk about Aliyah and things like that uh, it was we we try to be as as transparent as we can. So I want to, that leads me to my next question but I want Johnny if you have any questions you want to go you want to you want to ask. Well, I want to go back to a question you raised earlier on, which is, you know, it's great for you to go to a community for three years and they're, you know, very generous and, and kind. But as you mentioned, you came, but also you left. And there was this turnover that happens with Shlichim. The very nature of being Shlichim is it's a two to three year turnover. And, you know, how do you think that impacts the community, the kids? You're mentioning the ones that you taught in Kamara. How does that impact the fact that you come, but also you leave? Um, uh, do you maintain contact with them now that you move back here? Is there simply, a, or, or, or is there like, a, that was us there, but now we're different now? I'm just curious about the transition between being there, being here, and how a community feels when you leave. And uh, perhaps, if you, know. you know, how do they if respond you know. to the next? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Right. Um, I think since it's, since doing shlichut for two, three, or four years, it's, that's, that's the design. It's not ideal, but that's, that's the way it's being designed. We, we're managed to, on one hand, you don't want to be, you don't want to be involved. You want to, you want to make, to, to help the new shlichim to do, to do their job. You're not, for us, we, um, it was the same thing with, with, with the former shlichim. And, and what we do in Israel, we just we keep in touch with um, with people that come people that come visit Israel. We are in touch with uh, with all the, the the gap year students that that are here. And we we and when when we left, I, I remember the the head of school told us you're you're starting your second shlichut now with uh, within Israel with with the the people that that, that joined the army and are and are here. We're trying to. Um, we we consider ourselves as part of the reason that they're here, so at least we can we can take some responsibility and have them Very here for uh, for wow. Shabbat. Have you had so, them over? You you stay in touch with them, the kids that are we, here. We we had them over. We we we're in touch with them. We help them in things that uh, that we can. If they um, ever, anything they need, we have uh, we we have uh, uh, one of our students that is a soldier now in Golani. We have uh, a lot of students that are here in Gapir, and they they. They're in touch with us, and it's uh, it, that's the, the, those feedbacks that we get. The, that really makes uh, makes us feel feel good about the about the shlichut. That was it was for it was a very good thing. So I wanted to ask you, following up on what you said, you said we're shlichim. We're obviously in favor of connecting people to Israel. So you you were brought in specifically to work with kids, both in the school. And in the and in the and in the in Akiva, uh, did you have a relationship with the adults, and and um, did you did you bring up Aliyah to adults as well, or like I have we have good friends who came to know us who you know when we were in Michigan, and I asked them about this because I knew we were talking about it, and and one of them said, 
you know, by the third or fourth couple, we just sort of like they're coming and going and like, and we, we, we couldn't make the effort to get to know each three. We don't remember them because they're like, you know, like over the course of your kid's lifetime, you're going to have seven, eight, nine pairs of shlichim that are going to come through. And, and kids, they also, they're sort of transient anyway. So when they get to B'nai they don't have a problem having this madrich or that madrich or this head of B'nai or this teacher. Whereas adults are much more reticent to open themselves up and make and develop relationships. So I guess my long question is, did you have, uh, did you try to connect to adults or that wasn't your mandate? And did you find the adults, were they open to having relationships with you or you were their kid's youth leader and that was fine and that's okay too? So we, we were we were in very good connection with, with uh, the adults in the community in some, in, um, I think the, it was, it was always, we were always in touch with them, as I said, during Kiddushim and stuff like that. And we understood that if you want to get the youth, if you want to get um, the kids to come to Bnei Akiva, um, in America, unlike, in, unlike Israel, a lot of things go through the parents. I think that uh, parenting in America is different than, than the parents here. Um, if I see my, my, my kids, they connect directly with their Madrich and Akiva. In, in, in our community, I, I saw that, that if you really want to do your job as a Bnei Akiva, you have to connect with the parents. And we, and we did it, and it was, we, had, we had a lot of very good connections with, uh, with, the, with the adults. We were also in charge um, in the shul of, um, of the programming of, 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 the, of the Yoms, of Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Zikaron, Yom Atzmaut, to the, to, the, to the adults. And um, so we were connecting with them. And I also saw what, what, what you're talking about. I remember speaking with, the, with our former Shaliach, and he was asking me about different families. And I told him, you know what, I, I, don't, I don't really know them. And it was, oh, this is interesting. We were in touch with them. And, uh, and then we just, we just realized, okay, their, their kids weren't involved anymore, or they, or they grew up. And then there was just, there, there was no much of, of, of connection between us and them. And I, I think different, different shlichim come with, with different, you know, uh, uh, things that they're interested in. And, 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 then, um, and then you can just, you see it. You see it. Uh, you see. You see the differences. What's your What's your thought about as a shaliach about the community and what I raised originally about the community needing to bring in outsiders in order for it to supply religious not in, um, in, instruction, like you know limud kodesh, as well as you know its youth group leaders from from Israel. I mean, what did you think about that? And like, what What does it mean that they had to bring somebody from the outside that the modern Orthodox community isn't producing its own leaders to the point where it can educate its own, but it has to go either to the Haredi community or it has to go to Israel in order to, to educate its youth, in order to raise its children, in order to inspire itself. What, what do you think about that? It's a, it's a very interesting question. You're, you're, if I understand what you're actually saying, it's like, why do modern Orthodox need to outsource their education? No, I don't understand. I know why. I'm asking, what does it mean... What, it, what was your impression of modern orthodoxy in that that's the reality? I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? How did, did you think about that as, as a shaliach or it never, it never really, never really I, As I said, my, we, 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 taught in, we taught in school and we, we felt like, okay, this, this is something, um, this is something important to have. And I think maybe this, actually build the bridges between between the communities here in Israel and in America 
and maybe this is this is something that this is something that actually um, actually made this uh, interesting. My last question: What what did you bring back to you to Modi'in? What did you bring back with you as a shaliach? Now that you're former shalichim, is some part of your shalichut or your experiences is that part of something that you that you bring with with your TD Israeli experience? Or it was great, I did it, and I just we jump right back into Israel. A hundred percent. I brought so many things from from shlichut. Um, we 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 brought back. The, the, there's a lot of things that that I learned um, in getting a little uh, more professional in, in things I do. Um, things are are being done in the, the community that we were with in the schools that that the school that we that we taught in. They're doing things so professional. I, I and this is something I I, I brought back with me from. Um, uh, from from the shlichut, the 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 planning and, and and things like that. This is something that definitely came back with us, and we and we're we're continuing the shlichut here. I I feel that this is something that um, once a shaliach, always a shaliach. I don't know. <laughs> this is something that will walk with us, and uh, I I feel very fortunate for uh, for being able to do this. Okay. Well, Oded, I want to thank you for giving us the time to tell you your experience. Thank you so much. Now, I want to thank yeah. you very much for, for, for your shlichut, for your contribution to Am Yisrael. You know, you. I, I hope people follow in you and your wife's, uh, your, your, your wife's attitude going when you, at that age. Oh, I forgot to, one last question I forgot to ask. What would your, what's your kids' reflection on being in America for those years? Are they happy you did We didn't even talk about COVID. Are they happy you did it? Or they could have done without it? My kids are very happy we did it. I I I can't say that uh, coming back to Israel was was uh, smooth and easy to everyone. No, it was. Uh, we had a lot of difficulties, and it, it it's 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 fine. They for for everyone, it's not easy. But but they're they they felt like they they grow. I remember. Um, I'll finish with this. I remember walking with my with my son. That as I said, with the old the eldest, when we moved there, he was ten. When we left, it was it was uh, a few weeks after his bar mitzvah. And I remember him uh, um, talking to me, and we walked back from shul back home, and I think it was our last Shabbat in the, with with the community. And he said to me, "said I mean, Abba, when I grow up, I also want to be a shaliach I mean, oh. and take my family." It was like <laughs> felt this, you know, uh, this, my heart was was filled with pride. I was I was I was very happy. Um, uh, with what with what he reflected. Wow, well, that, I think that's a great place to end it. Oh, thank you so much for spending time with us. And thank you, thank you for having me so much. So, thank All right, you we're so going to wrap it up here. I'm going to thank you, Johnny Solomon and Oday and Molly. We missed you. Hopefully, we'll have you back next week. Uh, thank my son for our music. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or whatever it is, share with your friends and uh, have a great week, everybody. Bye now.